Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi and welcome to the last episode of Live Healthy Now in 2023. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for checking in today and listening with us. I really hope you enjoy this first episode. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your support, for coming back to listen to us again. And please, yeah, continue. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Whatever you do enjoy, I'd love for you to share it by giving us a rating on Apple or Spotify because it really does help to bring new people to the podcast and help them to live healthy right now too. So we're here today, solo episode, to give you 12 top fire tips to be healthy this Christmas. I've been running the tips on Instagram and LinkedIn over the past few days. So you're probably up to somewhere like day 10, maybe. So you're getting a little sneak preview into all 12. But if you love the tips, go and watch them over on Instagram or LinkedIn, just really short videos to help you cement in those things you can do to support yourself through this really busy, festive holiday season. Why does it matter specifically at this time of the year? Christmas is a really strange time, isn't it? It's pitched as the most wonderful time of the year and everything is meant to be jolly and nice and smell of cinnamon and candy and we have beautiful snow and we all feel so excited for Father Christmas coming down the chimney that we don't even have and so on and so on. Christmas is a magical time. I am a Christmas fan, love Christmas. It just brings so many special memories and actually this is a big part of why many of us end up feeling very stressed and overwhelmed at this time of the year. So this is why I'm running these tips and giving you this episode and talking about it because this time of the year for many isn't wonderful and joyful and merry and bright. It's actually a big challenge. It brings lots more to do on top of a very big to-do list anyway. It requires lots of change and extra things to be done with the kids family, maybe traveling, you know, preparing your home, finances. There's so much that can happen at this time of the year to impact your health and happiness in a negative way. And because of how it's pitched as being a wonderful time of the year and filled with happiness and joy, if you don't feel like that, then it can make you feel even worse because you feel as though you're failing and that there's something wrong with you. And honestly, over the past couple of weeks, especially, I've heard so many people talk about Christmas for them in lots of different ways. I've had people talking about how much they dread 
having a sea family at this time of the year. And a lot of them only see those people once a year and they're still not looking forward to it. I've spoke to people who are grieving for someone they've only lost this year or maybe lost some time ago, but still find Christmas brings back a lot of difficult memories and thoughts and loneliness. I've spoke to people or heard them talking about the fact that they know they're going to have put on half a stone by January the 1st and they're already dreading feeling absolutely rubbish. I spoke to people who are desperate to take time off work but know that when they go back in January they ain't going to feel restored and recovered because Christmas is so busy. I've heard people talking about the money they have to spend and how they're sick of buying presents for people that they don't really want to give gifts to. It's a weird time, isn't it, when you think about it? Because although it's, for many, a special time, and I know not everybody celebrates Christmas, and you know I appreciate that if you are listening today and you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, this time of the year, even if you don't celebrate it, if you live in a country that does, like the UK or maybe North America, it's everywhere anyway, isn't it? It's a different period, these few weeks of December and the run up to the end of the year, not just because of the Christmas festival and celebrations itself, but because it is the run up to our 12 month calendar end and a new year beginning and so on. So it just creates so many different thoughts and feelings. And I touched on, you know, my love of Christmas and and that it throws up lots of thoughts and memories of not just when I was young, but, you know, as an adult. And that's a big piece of why Christmas becomes almost a nemesis for a lot of people, because there's something very nostalgic about this time of the year that makes us remember, reflect, feel think about and those thoughts and memories stir up emotions and things that sometimes we don't want to feel again or think about again and relive. You know, grief is one of those things that for many becomes very forefront at this time of the year because it's that time that we are meant to be with loved ones and and share our love and joy and create special memories so yeah there's lots of different things it can bring lots of different emotions and worries and thoughts that all can impact your health now on a more light light hearted side of things this time of the year brings lots of nice food and drink and maybe social activities and different things to do certainly for me I think I'm on about Christmas film number 12 at the moment now I don't usually watch the tv during the week I usually only watch a bit of tv on a Friday night maybe but usually a Saturday night and perhaps a Sunday I don't put the tv on as such I just watch things on one of the streaming channels but I love Christmas films and I love the coziness of the tree lights being on and so on. So I've certainly spent more time sitting down in front of the TV. And it's things like that which only do happen at this time of the year, but because we switch into this alternate mode, if you like, and way of living, our usual habits and routines can be very much pushed aside and forgotten. 
and combined with the overwhelm and the stress of getting ready for Christmas and having everything organised and spending all of that money and wanting to make it nice and perfect for everyone else, it can create a lot of internal stress that leads to you feeling not so well, not so healthy and maybe not that happy. I did an episode just a couple ago, number 62, which was about why you shouldn't wait until January to get started on your health. So I know we're very close to January now, but there's definitely content in that episode. If you haven't listened to it, that could help you with making some steps forward to feeling healthy. But today I'm going to share my top 12 tips to be healthy this Christmas. And they're great tips. And I think they're going to open your eyes to how you can protect and improve your health. Because a lot of the tips are things that you probably don't associate with having good health. So let's get stuck into the tips and see what you think. And what I will say from the off, and I'm going to reiterate this at the end when we wrap up, is there are 12 and we're already close to Christmas, depending when you're listening to this. Maybe take three. Think of the ones, as I go through these, that are going to have the biggest impact on you. You'll know when I talk about these tips, which things create that stress, overwhelm, unease, exhaustion, tiredness, maybe worry, upset, unhappiness and so on. So think about that as I go through them. Here we go. Number one, be intentional about what this season means to you. I want you to pause after this podcast or pause me now when I've explained this one before you get to number two. Take a few minutes to think about this. If you like to journal or use a notes app on your phone or something, do that. Think about what Christmas and the end of year season really means to you. How do you want to feel? When you get intentional about something, you are planting that into your brain and mind. So you're kind of making it already the truth. It's already in existence. So when you get really clear about what you want this season to be like, then you can create the actions you need to make that come to fruition, to make that your reality. And this is a bit like how manifesting works. I'm not going to get into manifesting, but you know, it's kind of like you plant the seed, you make it feel so real, and then you make the things happen to create that thing as your reality in your life. So it's a very powerful mindset shift to help you stay in control and feel good. And this is something you can do with your family. I think this is a brilliant thing to do with your kids is, you know, sit down over dinner one night, maybe, or before you put the TV on and just say to them, what's one thing you would like to feel after Christmas? And then get them to think about that every day. I think it's a really fun thing to do, especially at this time of the year, but something you could bring in to your family anyway. So be intentional about what this season means to you. Get clear about that now. The second tip is to feel joy. Well, Christmas is about joy, isn't it? But what I mean by this is whether you celebrate Christmas or not, joy, finding happiness, pleasure in everyday things is so powerful to your well-being. And this is something I would definitely encourage you to look to build next year if you don't 
have something like this already in your wellness toolkit. It's like a gratitude practice. Think about what will bring you joy at Christmas. What can you do to help feel that happiness and joy in every day through the small things? Don't think about those big things because we often miss out on those small special moments because we're so focused on all the stuff that's not right and maybe what's going wrong. So, you know, start perhaps at the end of the day by looking back on that day and thinking about three things that happened that day that perhaps brought a smile to your face, which you didn't even realise it brought a smile when it happened. I always use the example of seeing a little puppy playing in the field as you walked or drove past. I guarantee when you see a little puppy like that frolicking about, you have a lovely smile on your face. But I bet at the time you didn't even realise you were smiling and feeling joy by what it was you were were seeing and watching. But when you do this back and realise these things have happened, then you prime your mind to start to see them in the moment when they are happening in the future. And that just starts to bring joy into who you are as a person on a regular basis. So Christmas is all about joy. Find that joy. Spot the joy. Watch for the joy as it happens. I'm going to use a personal example here. This week, one of my friends found out the gender of their baby. And she sent through the video on our group WhatsApp. And I watched the video and I literally had tears in my eye. It was a beautiful video as our daughter popped a balloon and found out the gender of their new baby. And In that moment, I literally recognised the joy that I was feeling and I kind of marked it and thought, this is one thing that's happened today. It's not in my family. It's not something that's impacting how I live, but it has brought me absolute pure joy and lit up my face and heart. Now, I could have easily just watched that and gone about my work and carried on. But I took a pause to think how beautiful it was to be part of something like that. The more you do that, the more you will feel joy and happiness. The third tip is to tackle traditions. Now, Christmas is all about traditions. And we don't often realise this for ourselves in terms of the things we do and how we make our Christmas. So I want you to think about whether the traditions you have are helping you to create the season and joy you want. Think about tip number one, that intention of what you want Christmas to be like. Or are those traditions making it the opposite? Now, a lot of how you run your Christmas is probably inherited from the way your parents did it. Maybe your parents are still here and you're still still stuck on their traditions and their way of Christmas. And is that actually the problem that you haven't been able to create your own new traditions and make it the way you really want it. So think about this and ask yourself, what is it you really want for you and your family this Christmas? What matters to you to make it a special and memorable season? And what does everyone else who you spend it with want as well? If you have a partner and kids, what is it they want? Because maybe you're pushing yourself to make it a certain way and actually they don't even like that. And perhaps that's putting you under more pressure that you could take off your plate. So try to reduce that stress and overwhelm by getting clear on what you actually want and then making that your plan rather than just loading up your to-do list and chores with all the stuff that isn't contributing to your happiness and so on, but it's just the way you do it. There was someone I knew who wrapped presents. Most of us wrapped presents, for example, 
would she have three kids and wrapping their presents to give them from Father Christmas was something that massively stressed her out. Anyway, we chatted about it. This was quite a while ago, a couple of years ago. And so she stopped doing it. She was like, why, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I think you're supposed to wrap presents and that's what I see others doing. But where's the rule in that I have to do that? And the kids didn't say any different. They were still pulling one thing at a time out of the sack and, you know, shouting in excitement when they saw what the next package was. And it just took so much stress off our plate, as well as, you know, the cost of the wrapping paper, the the environmental impact of throwing it away. But it just meant that she saved a massive amount of time and, and worry because she always left it till the last minute and knew it was hanging over her head to do that. So tackle traditions. Number four is to set your own expectations. Now, I put this reel out this week and it had quite a few responses because I kicked it off by saying, oh, you know, I I need to buy the presents, buy the wrapping paper, wrap the presents, write the food shopping list, do the food shopping, put it away, plan what I've got to cook, invite people around, get to see everyone over the holiday period, write the cards, post the cards, lose weight before the Christmas party, find something to wear, look amazing, not have a hangover the next day. I hear people say this so often, I'm not ready for Christmas yet. We build Christmas up to be this pinnacle event of the year that has to be perfect. And this is a bit linked to the traditions, but it's slightly different as in your expectations of Christmas. Make it your own. Don't put pressure on yourself because of what you think it has to be because you've seen it in the movies or you see your friends or celebrities doing it. Check in with yourself. And if that thought comes up and it's, it's you know, manifesting in there, I'm not ready. What are you not ready for? What does it matter if you haven't defrosted the freezer before Christmas? That wasn't mine as to do. That's why I'm using that example. It doesn't matter. When I was young, my mum used to have a massive list. She wanted to wash all of the bedding and change the bedding clean all of the windows in the house, all of the skirting boards, defrost the freezer, probably paint one of the rooms (laughs) to redecorate. There was so much that you'd have. I mean, what the heck does it matter if your windows are clean or not for Christmas Day? It's one more day. So set your own expectations. Don't think it has to be a certain way because that's going to make it a perfect day. Number five is protect your sleep. So I mentioned at the start, you may see that some of these tips are not quite the health tips you probably expected from a health coach. They all do impact your health. All of that worrying, stressing, trying to conform, trying to make it perfect, trying to please people can impact your health massively. Sleep is an obvious one, isn't it? It's so important. Do you know that if you lose four hours of sleep in a night, you immediately have a reduction of 70% in the cells in your body that protect you from illness and disease. And when you lose sleep, you can't replace it. Sleep's not a bank. You can't, you know, store it up by having a bit more because you know you're going to go out and not get in until three in the morning and be hungover and then have to get up at seven with the kids. Once it's gone, it's gone. And losing sleep impacts so much. It drives the hormones that make you hunger hungry and reduces the hormones that make you full. That's why you're always hungry when you've had less sleep as well. 
There's so much it does physically and mentally. So protect your sleep. Try to stick to the usual routines as closely as you can. I know it's likely to change, but as much as you can, try to stick to those routines and avoid disrupting your body clock because that has a huge impact on how well you feel, especially when it comes to starting back at work. So think about how you can stay as close as you can to your morning and evening routines over the next couple of weeks. And it's a huge thing to protect your immunity at this time of the year in the winter as well. Tip number six is to move your body every day. Yay, it's in there. You know I'm a huge fan of movement if you follow me. Move daily. Now, if you don't move or exercise, like you might think about it right now, I don't care. I just want you to move, even if it's only for five minutes, even if it's, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, all the better. Whatever way you can do it, get creative, be imaginative and go outside if you can. So if you get outside, the impact of nature, fresh air is wonderful for our well-being as well. If you can do it with others, an extra tick because you get social connection and interaction, which is so vital for our overall health and well-being. I know it can be easy to just think, oh, God, I'm knackered. I've been to work all day. Or maybe, you know, you've been out with the kids once they've broken from school and it's dark and it's cold. And there's a nice film waiting for you on Netflix and the box of roses by the side. and Oh, glass of mulled wine. Lovely. OK, if that happens, I want you to just say, I'll be back in five minutes. Get yourself out. Go outside. Go into the garage. Go into the kitchen. Go into your bedroom and move. March on the spot. Do star jumps, take a call on a phone, just find ways to move because it really will help. Now, if you want to do it as exercise and actually work out, all the better. There are so many short, free videos to watch on YouTube to work out. If you need any advice, shout out. Happy to suggest some. I will say right now, the body coach on his channel did a thing called the 28 days of Christmas I think maybe I'm going back a few years four years maybe pre-covid for definite and they were all really short workouts brilliant I still do odd ones of those and I think you did one another Christmas that was like a 12 one and so on some of them were 10 minutes so check out something like that tip number seven connect with the true gift so what I mean by this is when you are doing something at Christmas, to really think about what it is that you are doing that for to gain from it. So, for example, if you're going to a work social party and you think about the fact that you're going to have free food there and it's a free bar, okay, great. But think about what's the real reason you're going. And maybe actually you'll decide there isn't one and you don't want to go. But hopefully it's to connect with the people who you enjoy working alongside and getting to know them in a social setting. So focus on that real gift of what that thing is going to give you. Rather than thinking about the more tangible materialistic thing of the food or the drink or, you know, the presence. So think about the conversations you might enjoy, the music you might hear, catching up with loved ones. Really focus on those delights that Christmas can offer and connect with that. See see the, the gift that we are having at this time of the year because of what it offers us that we don't often get for the rest of the 11 months. 
Tip number eight is to ask for help. Now, do you ask for help? Think about that. How would you feel if you knew someone really needed help? You would want them to struggle on, you'd want them to reach out to you, wouldn't you? If it was your child, you wouldn't want them to be stuck on a big problem at school and be embarrassed to ask for help. You'd be encouraging them to speak up and to ask. So why aren't you doing this as well? Lots of us, especially women, try to do it all. We take on all of the tasks, all of the chores, you know, the organisation. And that means we end up run down and frazzled and it affects our health and our happiness over Christmas. So remember that it's a family affair. And for you to have a great Christmas, you need to feel good. So take a breath, swallow your pride or stubbornness and say what you want them to do to play their part in Christmas. Delegate wherever you can outside of the home too, whether it's at work, the bigger family gatherings or social gatherings. Get other people to contribute to some of the food, the organisation, the decorating, whatever it might be, you know, creating the activities. Ask for help because by getting other people involved, you're actually doing them a favour too. They will enjoy that. They will benefit on their well-being by being asked for help and knowing they're supporting you. Tip number eight is just say no. So I want you to think about how comfortable you are with that very small word, no. And I want you to get comfortable with saying and using this word. Make the right decisions for you by saying no. If something doesn't need to be done or something you know will cause you stress and pressure or you don't have time to do, don't be afraid to change change something because it doesn't work anymore. And again, you've just done it from habit, going back to the traditions and so on. You know, maybe this is the visiting both sets of parents on a Christmas day and then the kids get frustrated because they're in and out of the car and you run out of time. Maybe you just need to say no and, and that it's we'll see you on Boxing Day or the next day. This was something that, that we changed in my family and it, it, it's really helped. We can't physically see everybody in such a short space of time, especially when we have a mix of blended families in different situations and Kids are older with their own partners and their partners' families now. So say no if it doesn't work. I just want to add on this one. If you are still at work, what do you really have to do before you finish for Christmas? Is there anything that really can be left? Because the run-up to having a holiday at any time of the year often means we try to get so much piled in at work and done, ticked off before we leave for our time off so really think about what you can say no to to yourself and put aside and I've I've been thinking about this actually as well for myself and you know running my own business does it really need to be done this side of Christmas or can I help myself by taking a little bit of time off and having a slow run up so I can really be well and enjoy the holiday my Tip number 10 is to create a daily moment of calm. Now, if it's more chaos than calm around you and your family at Christmas, this tip is definitely for you. I want you to think about it being that moment. That's the, the key word there. 
doesn't have to be a 20 minute meditation or a half an hour walk to get some peace and quiet. This can be a really small amount of time. Maybe it's that two minutes that you put in towards the end of the day to reflect back and feel the joy in the day. Maybe that's the moment of calm. Maybe those two things go hand in hand. But really think about how you can slow your mind down and be present. This is what this tip is all about. We don't often live in the present. We're thinking forward. We're looking at what needs to happen, what needs to get done. We start worrying about it. Or we're looking back, thinking, did we do it right? Was that okay? Why did that happen? Get present at this time of the year more than any. We need to be present. We need to do that to help us enjoy this special time and period of festivities. So make your calm time something that's a non-negotiable. Maybe it's an extra couple of minutes when you make your morning cuppa that you just sit. Don't put the TV on and you just sit. And this is not about stopping your mind from thinking. This is just about being present and just noticing the lights on the tree, the noises around you, the smells, the weather outside, how you're feeling. Just pause. Tip number 11 is to add one thing. Now, I know it's a really busy time of the year and there's lots going on. And so you might think, God, how am I going to add one thing in? The reason why I have this tip and I feel so strongly about it is that I'm realistic this time of the year when it comes to health. Many people will struggle to change. Many people have things in their life and habits that are not so helpful and not contributing so much to strong health. And it's difficult to stop those when you have so much going on. I'm a realist. So I'm saying don't stop the Christmas pudding, the mince pies, the glass of Baileys, you know, those things that we do only get to do once a year. What I'm saying is to support your health, add something in that is for strong health. Add in an extra piece of fruit every day or a new vegetable one day and five minutes extra exercise the next day, 10 minutes of reading the following day, a few minutes of chatting to a friend that you haven't spoke to all year the next day. It can be different every day. Just try to add add one thing to support your health every day. Maybe it's just adding more seeds onto your yogurt because you usually just have a few berries on there. It can be literally anything. If you need to, pop a piece of paper up with the dates left up to the new year and tick off, track it every day that you are doing this thing. It doesn't matter how small it is, it will make a difference. Know that you are helping yourself to balance out, shall we say, some of the things that may go against having strong health because you do want to enjoy the season. And the final tip in my 12 tips to have a healthy holiday season is number 12, treasure the memories. This one I started myself last year and I'm really looking forward to doing it again this year. Start an annual ritual of journaling or recording in some way, whatever way works for you, the special memories and feelings you experience at this time of the year. This really is a great habit to build that you may want to take forward post-Christmas. And what you can do is use this to support your mental health, to know how you're feeling. 
and to look back in the run-up to Christmas next year to see what was going on, what contributed to it being a good Christmas, what wasn't so good and productive and helpful and so on. It's a really special time of the year, this, for so many, but it can be a difficult time for many of us as well. So take time to reflect, to record how you feel, and to check in with yourself and notice if you need something different. This can also go hand in hand with the moment of calm. You know, maybe you want to do this every day. I don't do it every day. This is something that Kevin and I did together after Christmas. And I've got the journal out. I've looked back over what we wrote. And I've started to write in what I would like for this Christmas, how I want it to be and so on, which I, I didn't do that last year. But I want to do that this year. And then I'm going to add in how it felt, what was great about it, what maybe I would like to change and so on. So I'm not doing this every day. This isn't my daily moment of calm. This is me really treasuring the memories. I want to remember things as they happen because we are so busy and we can forget those things. And it's just such a beautiful way. You know, we take lots of photos, but do we ever really look back at them? So this is a, a great way to help put those memories really nicely into our minds and store them there in that memory closet because they all do help to create the person you are and how you feel. So there you have it, my 12 tips to have a healthy holiday season. There are lots of different tips there. Some of them are quite similar in the effect they're trying to have with being present, helping you to calm down, to take some pause. Some of them are more practical with the movement, with the sleep. You think about what you're struggling with right now and look back to previous Christmases. What is it that usually makes you not feel so healthy after Christmas and as we get into January? What could you do differently using some of these tips this year to make sure that you are strong, well and happy and energised as we hit January the 1st, 2024? So thank you again for taking time to listen. If you've enjoyed today, found it helpful, let me know. I'm always happy to receive feedback on social media, good or bad, I'd love to know. But honestly, if you've enjoyed it, share it with someone. Let's help people to really, you know, enjoy Christmas. We we need to be fortunate and thankful that we get to have another Christmas. It's It's a difficult world we're in at the moment. And we know there are people who aren't in a position like maybe we are to enjoy the things that we have and the experiences and time with our loved ones. At the same time, that doesn't mean we all have the opportunity to to have this picture-perfect postcard-type Christmas. But, you know, we, we are alive, we're here, we can make it, hopefully, a season of joy for us in the way we want that to be. So... I really hope that this helps you to be inspired to take some of these tips and create a happy holiday season. I'm wishing you a wonderful Christmas. I do really wish you a stress-free, calm, happy end of the year. And remember, take some time to reflect back on your year as well. I won't be putting out a podcast episode over the Christmas um 
Twixmas, Christmas, I can't remember how they said, that break in between Christmas and New Year um, period. We'll be back at the beginning of January with a brand new episode and I'm excited to start a new year and bring lots of new conversations, topics and inspiration to you to help you live healthy now. So best wishes for a fantastic Christmas and end of 2023. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.